each branch a part of a part of me. This is my tree, and it's a beautiful tree. Hello, and welcome to the Don't Look at Me podcast. I'm your host, Chris Wilson, who you just heard singing there in the background is none other than my guest on episode nine here of the podcast. That is Rain Perry. Now, the cool thing about Rain Perry that in addition to being a devoted window washing by Chris Wilson client is that she's also a dedicated mother. She is a wife. She is a homemaker. And she's also got one of the sweetest voices, that straight shooter, California folk country rock sound, all brought together with well-crafted, thoughtful lyrics. Rain Perry, I'm so fortunate to have her as now a better friend who I know a little bit better and also as a client for windowwashing.com. Listen for the special in the middle of the show there. And she's my guest and we're about to have a conversation and the lyrics to this song make me look outside and see the flowers blooming on the apricots and on the plums. Spring is chasing winter out the door, but winter's fighting back through a little snow down on the Topatopas last night. So it is fitting with a big rainstorm and a little bit of snow to have Rain Perry as my guest on episode nine of the Don't Look at Me podcast. Let's get that conversation started. I've got Rain Perry here with me in the barn in Upper Ojai, my neighbor. <laughs> Hi, neighbor. How's it going? Good. You know, I've known you for several years, and now it's nice to have a chance to get to know you a little bit better because I've Likewise. only kind of known you. I know. Not, I mean, I know of you. Yeah. And I've seen you perform a couple times, not a bunch, but it doesn't I don't seem... perform that often, you know? So I try it's... not to overdo it in town. That's nice. What about travel and touring? Do you tour much? Now that my daughter is about to get her driver's license, I, that's going to make, be a lot easier. But honestly, I'm just not that much of a touring artist. I focus mostly on songwriting and and performing as much as I comfortably can. Oh, okay. And keep it. You keep it local, or uh, have people over, and then I do. Yeah, I've been doing the secret suppers at my house, and I have house concerts sometimes. Uh huh. Um. Uh, and I, I tour, but I just don't tour relentlessly. Right. So. But you have a fan base. I mean, what, how do you quantify your fan base? <laughs> Facebook likes? No, I don't know. Exactly. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I have, I, have an odd, I have an odd career and I have an odd collection of fans. I mean, most of the people who I guess would be fans that I don't know personally are people who discovered me because of my song being on the TV show. And when did that all start? What, um, how, how does that work? You, <laughs> how do you submit? It's a you, miracle. You, oh, cool. I you, mean, it really, it really was kind of a, mir- a miraculous turn series of events of me getting my, uh, you know, going to a music conference, going to the panel on placing songs in film and TV. Oh, you I did always, something like that. Yeah, wow. I go to, I go to a lot of stuff, and I go to everything. Fun. I just try to absorb 
everything, you know, South, I've been to South by Southwest a couple times, Folk Alliance. I go to that stuff. And you performed? Did you perform at I South perfor- by Southwest? Well, I mean, yes, not officially, but yes. Kind of yes. jam into a coffee shop somewhere and yeah, start yeah. making noise? Yeah, but mostly, I mean, for me anyway, for, for a folk rock artist, South by Southwest for me is more about getting super inspired for four days, but not necessarily promoting myself. Uh-huh. Just taking in information, you know? A it must lot be of overwhelming. It's and- overwhelming, and it's great. Julie Christensen and I went a couple of years ago, and Fun. Con- we <laughs> we hit the right blend of of uh, you know um, confessional folk rock and thrash punk rock. You know, we wanted an equal amount of each. Okay, this is interesting that you say that because there is that kind of quintessential flat, not flat and tonally, but um, I hear like X and Liz we Fair. We saw X, yeah. I saw X uh, years ago in Portland too. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And well, then Julie was... knows all those guys, so she's a special. Julie, there isn't anyone Julie Christensen doesn't know. So anytime you go anywhere with her, it's just one big, completely authentic schmooze fest. Hello, yay, <laughs> hi, good to see you. Yeah, but like real, you know. So anyway, so anyway, so I've gone, so I've gone and done this stuff. But so about the song on the TV show, um, you know, I, I I gave it to somebody who liked it, and and they were promoting my music to film and TV. Um, and um, they gave it to someone who gave it to someone who gave it to someone. And then the TV show actually went a different way. Uh, they were going to, they were going to, um, they had this whole animated sequence with different music. And then at the last minute, and the show got postponed for six months. And then all of a sudden it was a go and they decided they didn't like their opening sequence. And so they, they, um, they were looking for something else, and someone happened to still have my song on their phone and played it in the room. I mean, the more I learned about how it actually went down, the more amazed I was. The more miraculous, in a way, that it feels that it serendipitous. Hap- that it happened, yeah, and also because um, networks don't license theme songs. It's like a policy now. They, they do it as a work for hire. And so that was just a – it was a fluke. It okay, was- what show is this? It was called Life Unexpected. It was on the CW Network. Is it still running? No, it ran for two seasons. You got two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what? And what was the show about? Was it any it good? Was, Did you it watch was, it? It was good. It was it had a lot of heart. It was um, it was the story of a girl who grows up in foster care, and then she wants to become an emancipated minor, and to do that, she has to track down her birth parents. So she tracks down her very young birth parents, and they end up forming this little weird family and it's just about the ins and outs of trying to make that work and and the you know it was it was sweet very sweet i actually got to be on it oh really as, speaking roles uh, as myself oh okay <laughs> In a, oh like a live a, performance it was a music kinda... fest it was a music festival sequence so it was me and sarah mclaughlin oh <laughs> it was so weird it was awesome was there teary dogs and so, no, <laughs> no teary dogs. Okay. At least they were they were in a kennel somewhere. I didn't oh. see them. <laughs> wow, that's pretty exciting. It so was working... it was um, surreal. Down where were we in like a studio down in, in the valley in somewhere? Vancouver. Oh, it's up in Canada. Oh, does that's CW what... do all their shows up there? Because I know another shows, local actor who's on a show of up there. Shows shot up there, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, wow. So How that... was Canada? Did you have a good time it up was there? Beautiful. It's pretty up there, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was great. My husband and I just kind of made an awesome weekend out of it. And... Fun. Yeah, I haven't been up there since the late 80s, but I grew up in Washington State, so oh, I went okay. up to the uh, 
went to Vancouver Island and, and Vancouver a few times. I was there for Expo 86. And we have and a vote going really off. I thought I'd put it on silent. It is now. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> oh, boy, you better be. <laughs> okay, so that was the song on the TV show. Now, has that opened up other opportunities uh, for you? And that's Beautiful Tree, which is... Beautiful Tree. So is that now officially your biggest hit song ever? <laughs> It's my most known. I can honestly say that people are still tweeting the lyrics to it like daily. I mean, that song kind of hit a chord, hit a chord with people about their families, you know. And where did it come from from you? It's from my album about my family, Cinder Black Bookshelves. It's, you know, it was an album and a play that I premiered at Theater 150, a, a memoir of my hippie childhood that brought me to Ohio in the first place, being raised by my dad. And that was the last song on the record. And, and, uh, I, and so anyway, um, so people, everyone has a family that they sort of love in spite of themselves, you know? <laughs> so you say hippie childhood. Your name is Rain. Right. I have credibility. Yeah. yeah. And you must have grown up in like the 70s and 80s like me. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so what, were you, what did your parents do to you? Tell me, <laughs> tell, me, tell me about your granola and your, granola and your Birkenstocks. And- yeah, and and uh, um, tempeh and just uh, um, I, well, I was raised were you by vegetarian. My, no, not no? a vegetarian, oh, okay. but um, but your folks were hippies. You well, say my dad, my, your dad. My mom died when I was very young, and I was raised by my dad. All right, and um, he was, uh, you know, he was he he grew up kind of wealthy in the East Coast, and then his he his parents. What do you do? Um, well, his dad was an executive with Procter and Gamble, and. So he grew up with money, and then his parents passed away pretty young, and he blew through his inheritance, and then he was a starving artist, gypsy, writer, renaissance band dad. And um, and so we moved a lot. We lived in Northern California, and we lived here, and we lived in Colorado. We lived a lot of places. and um, and You got brothers and sisters? No, just me. And just you and dad? Just me and dad. Did he remarry or was he no, with other women? Yes, or? definitely. Yes. Lot, lot, many. <laughs> Little chagrin on your face? You had no, to deal well, with just, some crazy stepmoms? Actually, the, I have to say he had, for the most part, he had excellent, excellent taste in women and very cool people. No crazy, not only one or two who were kind of nuts. But for the most part, I have great relationships with the women who my dad brought into my life. But, you know, he, he was... Um, he he also died, and that was the that was the wow. kind of yeah that, that was, was a lot of loss in your life. Yeah, That's... that was sort of the impetus. Oh, sorry, the impetus for um, this album, Cinderblock Bookshelves, was uh, you know just kind of coming to terms with, with my dad and and kind of with the counterculture in a way and growing up that way and the 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 beautiful stuff about it and stuff I'm really grateful for and stuff that I that I would not necessarily want to revisit, you know. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I don't know where you stayed in Ojai. I stayed, he moved on and I stayed and, uh, and, uh, met my husband here and we, we've gone the opposite direction of living in the same place for 20 years. Have you been in the same spot for 20 years? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's cool. Yeah. And you have two daughters, right? Yeah. One who's 21 and one who's 15. And what are they up to now? Uh, my 21 year old is living in Ventura working and, um, my, uh, 15 year old's a sophomore at Nordoff. And you went to Nordoff too, right? Yeah. How weird was that to go back there as a parent? I don't know. Is it (laughs) weird? (laughs) It was weird. I mean, I'm used to it now, but when my first daughter went there, it was like, okay, this is my school. (laughs) What do you think? What do you think it is about Ohio though? That's kept you here all these years. Um, the fact that I can 
Well, well, that my family's here and my husband's here and he works in Ventura, but also the fact that um, for me personally and professionally also, I can't, I don't know many places where I can have the, the connections with other artistic people and the proximity to LA um, to do what I need to do. I mean, it's kind of ideal. Without the grind. Yeah, I can LA. live here and do my thing and I can get down there to go to meetings if I need to. In and, an hour. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is ideal. It's ideal, and then there's all these great people who live here who you would never connect with if you lived in L.A. You know, I mean, it's it's I love it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's great. It's a little hot though. I wouldn't necessarily recommend people yeah. moving here. Well, you're here. from Washington State, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. No, like, I don't like summer either, but yeah. I just like to tell people that it's too hot, so they probably wouldn't want to live. They here. would hate it. Yeah, they'd hate it. I don't know why. Nothing stay. would be worth it. Yeah. Okay, so you grew up here. You went to high school here. You're you you talk about your dad. Was he a musician too? Is he, that where did you get your musical? My mom was uh, a songwriter. She wrote a song that Nancy Sinatra recorded. It was what super song was cool. that? It was called "Kind of a Woman." Very groovy song. Oh, um, wow. She but uh, then um, you know, not long after she got that placement, she joined a, a fundamentalist hippie Jesus freak church. And and we went, uh, we became fundamentalist Christians. And so we spent all our time in church. Like communal kind of style or cult style? Cult style. Heavy duty? Yeah, six times a week, witnessing on the Redondo Pier, you know. Wow. We didn't live in the same place, so it didn't reach full cult status. But did you guys stay in that? But it did have the charismatic leader and, you know. And did your mom stay in that for a long time? Well, Was until it? she, yeah, when she died. I mean, we were in it. My dad was pretty keen to extricate me, and I'm grateful for sort of. I mean, his deprogramming got a little excessive in a way, but I'm I'm grateful because you know he was into make me see some other options in life. Wow! So you get a full balance of of uh, perspective and experience then getting the like religious upbringing and then the 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 yeah. the re- rebellion or the the revolution mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you bring from your Christian upbringing into your well, you life know, now? What do you learn? It's very Because I was interesting raised Christian too. You were, yeah. I mean, I can. I, I'm not an atheist. I I guess I would say I'm agnostic. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and uh, I, I, it's been really interesting because I've been recently seeing a bunch of those people again because of some stuff that's been going on. My not to be like all melodramatic, but my aunt, my mom's sister, just passed away, and I and I have been taking care of her, and now I'm taking care of her stuff, and and um, as a result, I've been seeing all these people from the church when I was a little kid that I haven't seen in all. These Is the church years. still active? Is no. it still happening? Oh, okay, no. so the whole thing fell apart. It fell apart, and people went off, and some people. But this wasn't like people's temple style. No, it was the it, you know it was the Jesus movement of Southern California of the early seventies. Okay. It was hip, you know. It was groovy. It was it was Campus Crusade for Christ and um, and reality. Uh, I guess that may be a new permutation. Do you know that, what that is? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't really has know. Those cars the, with the stickers. Yeah, I see the stickers, so I finally I asked somebody. I think it's hip. You know, it's hip, and I don't Jesus know. Jesus got tattoos. Yeah, and Jesus and wore a tuxedo just T-shirt right with me. You know, right? right. Um, I don't know. I um, I. But I will say that the people that I've been in contact with lately have are they really put their money where their mouth is. They really have been caring about being of service and, and helping and, and tangibly trying to 
be I don't know they're good people so I'm I've been very happy to see these folks again and nobody has tried to convert me so it's been great well that is the blessing that they bring forward from kind of a strange religious experience is maybe that uh, service ethic and you which it can you have be. that yeah it can be I think that's great and if it's if it's a judgmental ethic of you know then I'm not into it you learned how <laughs> to take care of your dogs that way <laughs> right that's right <laughs> yeah so uh talk about your your songwriting then let's okay. go back to there because you say your mom did my so mom, you got some yeah, of that so songwriting my mom was interest a musician. my grandmother her mom was a musician she sang with big bands and i actually when i was <laughs> my grandmother had a group in ventura called the mellow deers oh. and yes and she was a real musician and she taught a lot of these older ladies in their mobile home park like how to sing in three-part harmony and they did these performances and everything and i would play the piano for them sometimes and 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 i learned a lot about music from my grandmother just the logistics of how you know how to set up a song how to set up a um you know like a set list and and what you say between songs, just stuff just the basic stuff of performing that i absorbed from my grandmother um was and, it direct like instruction or was no, it observation? Just being around just observation. it and being a part of it and watching how she did it and watching how she um, interacted with the audience and just everything, you know, she was good. And, um, and so I just was always around music. And also when I was a kid, my dad, everyone was always having jam sessions and it was just around. Music was just a part of everything, you know, and that was maybe... And I write about that on my record, uh, Cinderblock Bookshelves, about how in those days, you know, we had time or took the time to just play music all evening or, you know, go run around outside because it was beautiful or, you know, people were more um, maybe self-absorbed, you could say that, but also exploring. And, and, and so there was a lot of time for me to just, I just got all the songbooks that my dad and his friends had, all those Joni Mitchell, Carol King, James, all those Randy Newman quintessential singer-songwriter songbooks, and I would just sit there for hours and play them on pianos that people had, and that's what I—that's how I—that's how I learned, and that's how I teach too. Well, and our ability to focus, I think, in the past was probably stronger than it is now with fractures. I'm sorry, I of, was just on Twitter. Yeah, what did you say? Let me just text my friend <laughs> yeah. real quick. Yeah, I'll be right with you. I'm going to yeah. update my face. I'm going to like a few statuses. Yeah. You do. We're You're fractured. pretty active on Facebook. I am addicted to the internet. <laughs> I it's know. true. And Facebook's only the, you know, a sliver of <laughs> Are you Instagramming pictures all the I'm time? not Instagramming. I'm I'm pretty active on Reddit. I like Reddit uh, a lot and I like, you know, I don't like Facebook and I'm really I mean, the way the model is changing it finding it more and more frustrating, but I'm really addicted to those dopamine bursts. So like you post <laughs> something and then what it is and people like it and, and refresh like... and see who commented. And that is true. That is the love, the love. I want the love. Wow. So it's just the recognition. Well, that makes me feel more logical about why I keep doing it. You know, it is dopamine. Definitely. Okay. I feel, I feel better. I feel less responsible. <laughs> <laughs> If I can help you feel less responsible, Thanks. then my hey, task hey, is complete. <laughs> All right. I mean, what? You're running Steve Bennett's campaign. You're. Uh... Yeah, right. <laughs> I, that, that's what I was doing. <laughs> You're raising kids. <laughs> Got to keep your husband in line. <laughs> yeah. Those dogs. That's right. That's right. The multifaceted life of an upper Ohio mom. And you get the back 40. The someone's, back 40. Someone's got to like <laughs> run a chainsaw. <laughs> Got a lot to manage up oh there. Oh my gosh, that's right. And you got to get out to the studio. And, and every once in a while, go like have a music career or try. Right. Fortunately, <laughs> you don't wash windows. 
If you washed windows, then... That would be full-time. It would be terrible. (laughs) You wouldn't have all this beautiful music. (laughs) Okay, let's see what other questions that I have here. Now, how many records do you have? I'm about to release my uh, fourth. Your fourth record. Mm -hmm. And when did you release your first? 2000. 2000, so that's pretty good. Every three, four years, get another one coming out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've gotten a little more... um, the cinder black bookshelves one took a long time that was a behemoth of a project because it was a i wrote it as a book and an album and then it was a play and it was just everything so since then i'm getting on like every two years (laughs) and what's your i mean you you teach songwriting you've got got a songwriting process you do what do you do Mm -hmm. to keep your get your juices flowing and um i scroll down everything when i just i i always have a notebook and i always you know, you know how stuff just randomly hits you, like yeah. you were saying about your T-shirts in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. You know, uh, and I'm good at collecting those things. But to write, I have to go away. I have to go away from my life for a weekend. Yeah, I, I was going through your book, uh, book, <laughs> your your digital book. Yeah. Dot com book. Oh, my website. Your Rain Perry book. Dot com. Oh, where I talk about going away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have a spot? Is it always like Palm Springs or Twenty Nine like Palms? I like to go to the Twenty Nine Palms scene, but honestly, I went to the airport, a loft hotel by Ontario Airport, because we had like hotel points and it was free. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> any place where I can lock myself in a room and there's, you know, like coffee and um, maybe a glass of wine to be had at the end of the night, you know, um, I just have to get physically away. I have a beautiful office that I at my house, but it doesn't matter. It's at my house with my dogs and my laundry and all my things I need to do in and my regular mi- yeah. life. There's always a million things to distract from. Well, and just the mentally, you know, and just knowing. And, and so, so I'll, so what I'll do is I'll, you know, I'll have all these ideas and they're brewing, and then at a certain point, I just, I go away and I lock myself up and I work for 13 hours a day and. For, for how long? two or three days, as long as I can. Like I mean, a weekend or If I can a, go for a long a weekend, that's awesome. On this last one, I just couldn't go away that long, so I went away for one day. But even just, and it has to be a drive, too, because then I listen to inspiring music in the car on the way there, and then I, I sing the songs I've been working on on the way back. It's just, it, it works for me. It's a process that works for me. Now, with the iPad, you were talking about something. I saw you post something about My iPad how... is actually going to be on the record. I, my guitar part that I did as a demo on one song is actually ending up as the track. So, so you're using like GarageBand for Garage iPad Band. And, and writing, just putting the notes on because the thing? Because you can just audition a million different drum beats and find one you like, and you can audition different bass things and just build, build a song that way. And so it's got to try that. It's awesome because it's so intuitive. And I, you know, I mean, you know, I have rheumatoid arthritis, so I don't play. Yeah, I wouldn't ask you about anymore. that. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, I can't just sit there with the guitar and. So do now, it. can you bend your finger? What's the movement uh, issue with you? These don't bend, but these bend. Yeah, I just can't bend around a guitar. And then, what about your strength? Can you pick things up? I can you type, can... and yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm basically it, it doesn't hinder me from that many things, but it does from playing. What about instrument. pain? Do you have pain? Not too much now. I'm taking this medicine that really helps for the past. Does it knock you out? No. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not a painkiller. Oh. It it works on my immune system. It's the whole thing. But it's it's great because I was getting really, really crippled, actually. But before I made... So it starts in the hands, but does it move through other parts it, of the it's body? It's in all my joints, actually. It's an autoimmune illness. So um, it's just your immune system attacking your 
joints. And that came on young, right? Twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. But before but what I was gonna say is before that happened, I, you know, learned how to I knew how to play the guitar and I knew how to write charts. And so What's a chart? What you, you know, mean? for like um like a chord structure. A chord chart. chart. Yeah. Okay. So I can write a song in my head, which I kind of that or the iPad, you know. But then I can figure out what the chords are and I can give that to musicians. So I'm I have so the advantage can. of being able to convey what I'm trying to do. And now with the iPad, see what I used to do on the last couple of records, I I work with this Mark Hallman is my producer. He's in Austin. And this is our third record together. And so I kind of think that at this point that's just how I make records is with Mark. And um and I when on the first record we did together, I was like <laughs> all these audio visual devices, you know, this drum beat, and I'd be bringing out CDs. Okay, I want this, like, kind of like Sly and the Family Stone on this song. This is what I'm hearing. This, and I'd have all these ways of trying to explain what I was doing. Um, but now, and I would, and I would make a demo, like on the piano or the auto harp or something. But now with the iPad, what's cool is I can actually do the sound I want it to sound like. It, it's not just trying to explain it. I can actually perform it. You know, a, a, a crappy demo version, but it's still the song the way I want. So it you to get be. the flow, you get the the, the, beat, the, the structure, and of it lets me write. It kind of got me out of this sort of mid-tempo kind of lull that I'd been in because when I sit down at the piano to kind of sing, just kind of banging out chords, which I can do. You wouldn't want me to perform it that way, but just for writing, um, uh, you know, it's just everything ends up kind of at this mid-tempo thing, but with the but with GarageBand, it starts with a drum beat, you know, and so it, it's there are more there are more like rock songs on the new record because of that. Oh, so how do you think your songwriting uh, with the four albums has evolved? What did you learn from each record to like make your songwriting stronger, better as you progressed? Um, I'm getting simpler. I'm learning to simplify. I'm learning to. Um, uh, and it's what I tell my songwriting students too. I'm always trying to to um, to model myself after. I mean, I, I used to overwrite, and, and I always would write way too much, and I would think that um, that I didn't have enough in the song, and I kept having to write more. And now, do you smell smoke? I do. <laughs> Should we check that out? Sure. Okay, at this point, we get up and we start to look around to see if there's a fire. So I think this is a good time to interject a song. I intend to give my heart completely while I'm standing on the stage. Because I heard that when you write, you open a vein and spill it on the page. But when the night is over, I don't plan to stick around. Because tomorrow there's another show. the show rain perry is a dedicated window washing by chris wilson client and so i thought it would be cool to offer a rainy day special so if you hear about window washing by chris wilson on this podcast and you click on the red squeegee fist on christwilson.com which takes you to windowwashing.com where you will figure out how to get a hold of me either by telephone or email I will give you 10% off your next window cleaning. This is available to residents of the Ojai Valley. Just uh, get a hold of me. 
say, I heard about you on the Rain Perry interview <laughs> podcast, <laughs> and I'd like to get my windows washed, and I'll give you a great deal. Maybe okay, here we are about ready some. to sit back down. It, could be it seems like a kind of a burn day, doesn't it? Yeah, I've been burning a lot of energy, <laughs> rebuilding a gate. Oh, okay, so there's apparently we're not burning your house down. So, no. Where were we about? Oh, songwriting, simplifying. Okay, Simpl- so think. you learn to simplify. Learn to simplify, and uh, I try to emulate. So is that like economy of words and journalism? Similar. Concept? Yeah, exactly. Say say what you need to say, more simply. And I also think that I've just. Uh, it's just a matter of experience. I've written a lot more songs now. How many songs do you think you've written? Um, well, th- that know. that said, I don't write a lot of extra songs like i write enough songs for the record i don't have a ton of songs just laying around you know so i don't know i'm in the i'm in the dozens you know not the hundreds um but i but i just you're i don't know my craft is just better than it used to be it it's just better and and uh and so i don't know i'm really proud of this new record i think it's my best one (laughs) Now, did you bring a copy by any chance? No, no. Is there any? It's not leak? ready. It can't. It's it's like um. It's no like, song. No leaks. <laughs> uh, what's the What's the Zoolander face that he's not ready to reveal yet? Uh, Blue Steel. It's not ready for. To, it's not ready for the world yet. It's not perfected. <laughs> no, but it's um. Anyway, I can't. It's not coming out to August, so I can't. I can't play songs from it yet. But um, but it's called Men, and um. And it's just, I don't know, maybe my previous, I love my other two records I did in Austin, but this one is more universal. And the other ones were more going through stuff, family stuff, which was important, you know, but it's really nice not to be doing a whole record about my dad. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) had to be done, and, uh, uh, but... But anyway, and calling uh, it men is it about men in your life? Is yeah, it about I mean, a lot of songs general? are about my my husband, and and I and and but then I realized, and then I looked, and I realized they're all about men. So, um, yeah, just happened like that. And then I thought well, I could call it men, and then I thought somebody's got to have called their record that already. And I looked, and I can't find any record called that. Really, which shocked me. And then I thought, well, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Men are good. Men are good, and and men are an are a hot topic. Everyone's like, "Ooh, I want to know what she has to say about that." Yeah, what is it about? I mean, is it, yeah, uh, you'll I, just have to wait and see. I'm excited. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to know. Yeah. Well, I know there's one guy that you're really into. What's his name? Uh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I already did that song. Yeah. Oh God. So that's on your website too. And yeah. The video. Did you watch the video? Of course. Yeah. I mean, oh, which you know brings me full circle. First guest on the uh, Don't Look at Me podcast was Micah oh. Van Hove, and he's oh, your, Micah. Yeah. He's like your first, he's like your personal videographer, isn't yeah, he? If Micah you need something so shot, awesome. you call Micah. I agree. He's so talented, and he's gonna. I love become, his eye. Yeah, yeah. He has an eye. Yes, he has a perspective, and a, which, it's very distinctive style. I mean, right. I can t- I can probably pick out a Micah Van Hove piece which of work, which is really now. something for someone his age. He's yeah, twenty like five years old. No, yeah, 22, he's very 21, young. Yeah. Twenty four, something. Whatever. Like that. He's young, and he's yeah, but he's just but he was he was a joy to work with, and I would hire him anytime. But he, uh, but yeah, he, but he really captured because the song. Okay, Keanu, yes, Keanu true. I have, I have a crush <laughs> on Keanu. It's, it's dissipated a little bit, but um, really, the song's about an obsessed fan who was not me. Oh, okay. This is what I was going to ask you <laughs> yeah. because the video makes it look like it's. Is are you eavesdropping on someone else? It's or... about it's technically about someone I did meet at the Keanu 
concert that I went to with this band. Um, Which, with 13 of them? Yeah, she had been. I talked to this woman at, I, I went. Okay, this was years ago that Dog Star played at the Ventura Theater. So I went. Right. I had to go. Of course, I had to go. And um, and I ended up sitting across from this woman who was pretty much the self-proclaimed number one fan of Keanu Reeves. And that's saying a lot because there are a lot of number one fans of Keanu Reeves. But she let me know everything about how we ought to be in the audience. and So she wrote that song for you. Anyway. I, I just, it was journalism completely. I didn't write this, I, everything in the song she said, even including <laughs> the part about not wanting to tell me the ending of Hamlet because it was really sad. <laughs> and and so, so I just thought, you know, well, I thought a couple of things. What is it about the guy that attracts this sort of, I mean, he's, it's not just that he's sort of a blank slate. That's the obvious thing, but there's something about him. And, 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 and I don't know, people project this, that he's going to, he's just this protector, you know, who's going to take them away from their mundane life and, and accept them. And well, and he's also, whoa, dude, like I know, party, he, uh, good he's, times. He's yeah, a good times guy. That too. But he also was cast as Siddhartha. Okay. Which I don't ask. I wouldn't have done it, but you know. So as people see him as this, I don't know. But he's yeah. So he's one of the men in my life. <laughs> he doesn't know that, but. Um, so you don't have an obsession with Keanu Reeves? Maybe a crush, but I have a crush, but not really an obsession. Well, are there other famous people that, that are the subjects subjects of songs that you've written? Um, hmm, that's an interesting question. Have I written more songs about famous people? Um, not, not really. I mean, what about in Ohio? I mean, are there famous people in Ohio or, I mean, a fame is like a relative term here, but I, uh, they can be famous to us, but maybe nobody Mm -hmm. else knows who they are, but who, who inspires you in town? Oh gosh. Well, um, I have musical compatriots in town who I respect and have learned a lot from. Julie Christensen, I'm a huge fan of. Of course. And uh, she's a good friend. And, we, and we've been, um, we've had this songwriting group. She and J.B. White and I get together when we can and, and help each other with our songs. And that's been really, really great to get the perspective of people who <coughs> I, excuse me, that's fine, who I totally respect. Um, you know, I'm. I just. I'm a huge fan of Parallels music, and um, and uh, you know, I just. Ojai has, um, lo- bigger than it's ought to have collection of talented people. And do you think it's similar people to you that just like they they were connected in with the LA scene, but they want to be able to have the relaxed sort of atmosphere of Ojai to be yeah, able to that chill seems, out. That and seems like it. Let inspiration and creativity and, flow. And just the actual um you know, the actual scene of Ojai. Like uh, you know, I work I've worked a lot with Kim Maxwell and and she teaches these classes that I've taken that have really kind of rebooted my performing and, and taught me things I need, that were really helpful. Um, not that I ever really aspire to act, but it's more like just performance helped me, it just helped me with some stuff about performing. And and so, you know, we learn or, or we have, you know, like Karyotis teaches stand-up comedy. Now that's like the great frontier for me. One of these days I'm going to take his class because it sounds totally terrifying. Carrie, I know Carrie. Who's that? Yeah, he's he's a comedian and he's done the, a bunch of the comedy nights. He's hosted a bunch of those um, the fundraisers for Theater 150 and stuff like that. Right. 
So I don't know. It's it's I I really like being a part of an ensemble and collaborating with people, maybe from different disciplines, where we can inform each other's work and and um, that's that's possible here. What's not possible here too much is a music scene to perform in. I find that Ventura County. Well, yeah, and it's just like I don't know. Like people go, oh, you live in LA. There must you must play music all the time. I don't. You know, I don't know. I mean, I I can. I love Zoe's and Steve and Polly down there, but I can't play there very often. I don't want to overdo it. And well, and you played like uh, what the art center last year. Yeah. The art center, but that's like how many times a year do you want to see the same person? I mean, I appreciate that people like to see me sing, but honestly you can't do it that much if you want to get an actual audience. So then in Ohio, what is your favorite venue? I mean, if you had to pick one, well, I have a special place in my heart for the Art Center just because that's where I first performed when I was first. You got married there too, didn't you? And I had my wedding reception there, yes. Yeah, and, and so I've done a lot of stuff there. I love the Art Center too. Yeah, it's wonderful. And, you know, and it's got Terry and it's just, yeah. you know. She's like my town mom. She, yeah, she's my town mom too. If I ever need anybody to gossip about me, I just can tell Terry <laughs> some of my secrets. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Well-placed gossip. Yes, indeed. Right. Yeah. Um so I love the I love the art center and I have I have liked doing stuff up at the Zalk Theater but people have sort of a mental block about driving up to Upper Ojai sometimes. So well, I think it's not only driving up to Upper Ojai but then getting onto that campus too. I think that's mm-hmm. There's something about uh, cloisters and and yeah. stained glass curtains or something. I mean, it's not <laughs> a Catholic school, but it's it getting into a school campus is kind of strange and intimidating. Yeah, it's not just like going to a show. No, it's yeah, it's not just going to the Performing Arts Center. I think the Art Center is yeah more. It's easy. more, but, but for I mean, me, the Zalk Theater I is an amazing just space. Do, I just do, and I just do stuff like at my house too because you know out in my little barbecue area. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I'll be sure and give you my uh, mailing address so I can get in. I think, actually, do I get your newsletter? Well, I want to come to one of your shows. Yeah, definitely. Just go to, yes, and if anyone is interested in house concerts that I host, they should go to my website and sign up for my... Rainperry.com, And ra- sure. Yes, and sign up for the mailing list, and then you'll know about everything going on. And you say you're pretty active on your website about keeping your website up to date. Yeah. <laughs> You say that at a time when I haven't kept it up lately. But, yeah, I'm pretty good about that. I, I end up doing stuff on Facebook because it's more more immediate. But then I read these things about how few people are seeing what I post. And I think, okay, maybe I need to tell everyone they need to go on Twitter because then they'll see my – I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fan pages, Twitter pages, web pages. I have pages. them all. I have it. I am everywhere. I just I I try not. I try to be smart about how much time I spend doing that. And what I, do you find? An hour a day sufficient, or is it God, less, or is it more? I hope it's not. Some Being days, in the moment. It, yeah, doing I mean, it on your it's phone. kind of just all throughout the day. I'm checking like while you're driving down Denison Gray. Not on Denison Gray. <laughs> But every other time I'm driving. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, the straightaways. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> you can drive with your knee, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I try to keep, I try to stay, I try to stay up with it. You know, but people who want to know will find you, you know? And so, and, and I, they do. People do. I have a pretty active social media life. Yeah. You sell a couple tickets here and there. I do. And you're politically active too. What what uh, drives you to be involved with like Bennett? I mean, besides well, the fact that he was he was your teacher, he was my high school teacher. But but that's just like 
it, that's the icing on the cake. I mean, really, he's the right. He, we need him in this county, so that's why. Yeah, he seems to have some pretty good ethics and uh, ideas. I, I like about... the way this county looks, and I like the quality of life here, and I want to keep it op- open space, and I want to make smart economic it's like a decisions. Like his SOAR initiative, and yeah, and just and and he's always been very. Um, conservative economically and so he's he's kept the financial health of ventura county pretty in really good shape during times when other counties were suffering for some bad choices so i just i just think he's a really decent person and a good guy who's that rare that rare politician who's who's doing it for the right reasons it seems to me that's well, what are the backsides of doing good things in Ventura, I guess? I mean, is, can you get, um, I don't know, about <laughs> lined pockets and everything? Oh, I guess there's always money to be made. And if you're, and if you're, you know, I, I, I just think that, that you have to try to stay independent, and I think he does. Well, it seems like he has a pretty good passion for keeping uh, Ventura County full of natural wildlife and mm-hmm. not too overrun with development. Well, at the same time, balancing the needs of business owners to, to thrive, you know, which I get totally. So, How did you and your husband meet? We met I in sp- Libby Park. He asked me to dance. Oh, sweet! <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was at uh, one of Michael Copper's music festivals, Tropical Tropical Roots Festival, and I was living in Santa Barbara, and I came down, and he asked me to dance. Wow! <laughs> and you started. And dating here we after are. We're, yeah, we're about to celebrate twenty five years of marriage at the Art Center. We're gonna have a party. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. When is that? Uh, October. In October. Wow! Wow! We have a record out. Are you gonna play? <laughs> Make some music too. Uh, there will be music. There will be music. I'll be sitting in, but mostly I'll just be having fun. Oh, cool. <laughs> but you started planning that. Yeah. Cool. Now, wait. How are we on time? You probably need to get to town, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is what I wanted to, you know, I wanted to kind of get the overview of your life and your... Thank you. I appreciate being on your podcast. Well, I appreciate you being on my podcast. <laughs> I'm still, do, you know, kind of trying to figure out how this all works, but it's... I it... think it's awesome that you're doing it. It's a fun process. I'm enjoying it myself, mm-hmm. and uh, it sometimes I'm enjoying hating everything <laughs> that I do. I know that part. That's part of like the, the molding and shaping and uh, sanding down the rough edges uh, is, is just figuring out how everything works and and the repetition. Like it's great to have a really awesome idea of something that you're going to do, but then to make it a regular thing and 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 keep it. I skipped last week. Oh. Never mind. After eight, <laughs> after eight, you're, you're episode nine. Oh, okay. But, well, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Just to keep, to keep your, to keep it alive, you know, and, and, and keep it something that's fun to do instead of like, oh God, I got myself into this thing. My, my only hope is that I don't slip into sort of uh, just looking for the response from the audience and then I'm actually the doing The dopamine it. thing. The dopamine thing. Yeah. Like, did anybody listen? What? <laughs> Only 11? There's just no way of avoiding. I, I've just decided that, that I can't not do that. I can't not go, oh, how many, you know, how many? You, <laughs> am yeah. I number one in folk in Ohio right now in Reverb Nation? <laughs> 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 what? I'm number three? Who, who's number one? <laughs> no. I, I, who's I, your musical competition in Ohio? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, there, I, I, I shouldn't say this, but the last couple times I've looked at, I don't want to look, but every time I log on to send an email through Reverb Nation, which is my mail host for my fan list, it tells me my rankings. So I can't 
send an email without knowing if I'm number one or number three in folk in Ohio and what I am globally. And it's nothing. It's, it's their chart. It means nothing in real life. But still, I, I see this number and I'm like, and then I go, I don't know. I've never heard of whoever is number one. They must be sending out a million more emails. Oh, I got to get on top of this. <laughs> I'm blowing it. Never done enough. Never done ah. enough. So anyway, here we are slogging away. So we got an album coming out. You've got two kids. You're a good mom, right? <laughs> For the most part, yes. I think my kids. You get do. along with your kids. I do. Okay. I I love my kids. We get along great. That's wonderful. Except for when we don't. But yes, we do. Overall, but I mean, feeling pretty good about the yeah, motherhood. More smiles than tears. <laughs> yeah. Not too much hollering. Not too much. The dogs are happy. <laughs> dogs are too happy sometimes. Bill's saying busy. Too busy sometimes. He's too but busy. He's doing great. Is he still doing search and rescue? Yeah. Have we had any uh, crazy search and rescues lately? Oh, there's always some crazy thing going on. What happened over on Sulphur Mountain Road the other night? Oh, I don't know about that. I read someone... someone oh, it was on Ventura County Star. Someone broke in, <laughs> and they didn't want to release any information, and it turned out that whoever broke in and assaulted this person <laughs> knew. They knew whoever knew whoever. That wouldn't be something... Since it's not law enforcement. I mean, so oh, yeah. search and rescue is... You don't under... have a scanner going all the time? He the has house? a scan. We don't have a scanner going on in our house. He turns it on when there's a rescue. Oh, okay. I mean, he had a, it is affiliated with the sheriff's department, but they're not sworn deputies or anything like that. They're volunteers, so... Then he went out with... So if you're partying and you get lost, still call the search and rescue team. Don't be afraid. Do you dial 911 uh, to get search and rescue? And he, what, yeah. What you, okay. Yeah. All right. Just say somebody's lost, yeah. And then he'll hop in the helicopter and yeah, he'll just he'll just go over, to the Batcave, <laughs> jump over to the Cespi, and yeah, yeah, rescue you and bring but you. But it's pretty. It's the search and rescue team is wonderful. What they do is great, and they know the backcountry. They do, huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. you do too. All right, I mean, you, you get back have, there every year and do some do go, some camping. Go to the Cespi, yeah. I've never even gone to the Cespi. Oh well, you need to go. It's wonderful. It's beautiful, and it's right there. I know it's so close. Don't go in the summer. You'll if you it has to be like what this spring. in the next month. Next couple of months it'll be next, beautiful. It's nice it's, when there's still water and it's not all mucky and it's not way too hot and it's. Beautiful. Does it get crowded back in there though? They're, yeah, on the weekends they get it can traffic. Be, yeah, it'll, there'll be people at the swimming holes and stuff. It's kind of like trying to get go in. in the middle of the week if you can. Okay. All right. Yep. Are we good? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, this Rain. Great. I okay. really appreciate Bye, having everybody. you. Bye. <laughs> Well, there you have my conversation with Rain Perry. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for stopping by the Don't Look At Me podcast. Hopefully you'll see a guest coming up in the future or a guest in the archives that is of interest to you and you'll give us a listen again. I really appreciate you tuning in and checking it out. Remember, today's podcast is brought to you by windowwashing.com. That's windowashing.com. Just one W in the middle there. And we are offering you the rainy day special in honor of Rain Perry, our guest. Go to rainperry.com and learn more about Rain and her upcoming uh, songwriting for civilians class that she's offering. Sign up for her mailing list. Follow her on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Let's see. You can figure all those things out through her website or on Facebook by searching Rain Perry. You can listen to her music on Reverb Nation. Here's one more song. This one is called Till It Shines. Thank you, Rain Perry.
Watching. 